All right, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for being here this morning. How about that food today? Good stuff? All right, all right. Thank you to our friends at Maya Mexican Restaurant, Green Spring and Alabaster, your locations if you choose to go on your own time. I know I love to do that. Thank you, Marco, all those folks there. Uh, Crossbridge, Miss Glenda, all the kids, thank you all for being here this morning. It's great to, to meet uh, some new folks, see some familiar faces, so thank you so much for being here. All right, well, I want to get into things earlier. If you were here, uh, we played a song. I hope you were able to listen to it. It is a song called Yet by a group named The King Will Come. We played it while you were eating, and uh, I just wanted to share this real quick. It's been an anthem of sorts uh, for me lately. Uh, I've had a lot going on, and times, uh, I'll be honest, haven't been myself lately. And the line, it says this, don't give up on me yet. I know I'm not your best bet, but I'm trying, so don't give up on me yet. More in a bit on that, okay? So keep that in mind. Uh, today's very personal for me, uh, so if you care about it and care to hear, I'd love to have your attention to hear it. I feel like God's given me a word uh, that is personal, but uh, will speak uh, to, to hearts this morning. So uh, last week, just a quick recap. Uh, Jesus healed, uh, cast out two demonic spirits, granted their request for them to enter into a herd of pigs. Anybody remember that? Kind of wild story. The pigs then immediately, immediately, in the power and presence of Jesus, launched themselves off a cliff. You with me on that story? Uh, and so uh, that's where we're at today. The story, the timeline we have is immediately following that. So I wanted to share that just real quick be in Matthew chapter 9, so I'll read that this morning. So it says, In getting into a boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and he went home. And when the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to me and will you pray with me this morning father we thank you for your word we pray that you speak to our hearts louder than any voice uh, possible whether that's voices uh, that have spoken over us curses accusations uh, shame maybe even ourself that continues to speak those words or that we don't belong or don't fit in uh, father we just pray that you speak louder than any of those voices voice of the enemy uh, that Jesus, your voice, Holy Spirit, reigns supreme today. We just pray and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so this story also found in the Gospel of Mark and Luke. And I want to, I know we're in a series of Matthew, but I want to head over to Mark because there's a little bit more detail there. In fact, I don't think I'm going to read it. But if you get time later, I want you to go back and read because this is the story where you had four determined friends that go to a house, possibly Peter's house. And if you remember the story, what did they do to the roof to get their friends? Anybody remember that story? Pull back the roof, cut a hole in the roof. You, you're with me. So four determined friends that, that take this uh, person that is having just this uh, 
you know, immense struggle that is in, you know, his life. And he had friends that were determined to carry to Jesus. Now, I want to I want to get into a little bit of that detail. And before I do, I just um, I want to remind you, I played um, this anthem right yet. Uh, many of you know by now, and many of you have checked on me. I had an episode last week. Uh, I showed up last week, didn't feel like being here. Uh, had a uh, Bell's Palsy episode is what they call it. I woke up last Friday. Couldn't feel the right side of my face, my lips. My eye was drooping. Kind of scary stuff, right? Especially when you take into account my family. There's history of brain tumors, severe strokes, all these things. So I go to the doctor. And uh, after that, they order, he says, this is what we think it is, but we want to be sure. We want to uh, do an MRI of your brain, check for tumors, check for all this stuff. Let me just tell you, I don't advise it. I was telling Brandon this earlier. I don't advise it. But if you want to catch up on your prayer life, lay in an MRI tube and not know what's going on, right? You do some praying. You do some talking. And I'll be honest, a lot of it was this, God, if, if there's something serious wrong here, I'm okay. But I want to pray for my family. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for, you know, others that if I have to share some kind of news, God, I just, you know, I, I want to know that I'm good, they're good. And when I said that song, yet, I, I, you know, this, I hope you're not finished with me yet. That song's been an anthem. If you've ever been in an MRI, they're loud. They put headphones on you to kind of restrict that noise. But I'm sitting here and thinking to myself, God, I don't want you to be done with me yet. Well, here's what I want to tell you this morning. With a praise, everything's fine, okay? It was just a random incident. I'm getting better every day, a little slower uh, developing than I would like for it to be, but I can kind of smile now without looking like the elephant man. It was a little rough there for a little while. But we're giving God the praise, and here's what I want to tell you. He's not finished with me yet. I still have a purpose, and so do you. If you have a pulse here this morning, you have a purpose, okay? Uh, so I want to uh, I thank you for checking on me, all of that stuff, and uh, and that's a praise. And so uh, I just uh, I thank you, thank you so much uh, for your concern. So I, I, I think I do want to read uh, Mark's account just real quick. I don't know why, but I was going to skip over that, but I just feel like that's a, that's a good one to go. So I'm going to read that from Mark chapter 2, give us just a little bit more of the background. It says, and he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home and many were gathered together so that there were no more room, not even at the door. Can you picture the scene? Peter's house, whatever house it's at, no more room. Everybody crushed and pressed in. And he was preaching the word to them. And then they came, bringing him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes are sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they had questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your heart? Which is easier to say the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed, and walk? But that you may know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. 
And he rose and immediately picked up his bed, went out before them all, so that they were all amazed, glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. You think? It's an amazing story, right? This person who couldn't walk, we don't know how long, but we know that he had four friends that brought him to the source of healing and went to no expense and said, we will tear the roof up, we'll take the cost on, whatever happens, we're going to bring our friend. They were determined to bring their friend to Jesus. And so I want to ask this question as I've just read that, I want to say this. I know that there are people out here today that need healing. You do, right? Everybody, even under the tents back there, I want you to listen to this. Some of you, it may be a physical healing. It may be an emotional healing. It may be a mental healing, a spiritual healing, an addiction healing. I don't know what it is, but there are paralytics amongst us. Whether that be a physical, emotional, spiritual and I want you to even think, well, what about your loved ones? What about your friends? What healing do they need? Maybe it's somebody that's deeply close to you and you see the, the trap of addiction or you see something emotional that's going on in their life. You see something physical and you are just, God, what do we do? What about the four people that were so determined that said, I am going to no matter. Can you imagine? I, I'll be honest. Most people in today's world don't have time to be bothered to help somebody. The four, even if they carried them in, would have looked and seen the crowd. Well, but it's a little busy today, right? Like, I would love to take you to him, but we tried, right? Like, we got you close. Maybe just come go to church with me. Maybe just let me put you on the prayer list. By the way, just a, a real simple thing. Jennifer, we did this today, didn't we? We prayed together. Sometimes it's so much easier when you tell somebody, hey, I'm going to be praying for you. Just stop and do it right then. That's so much easier because you know how life goes. You, you get busy. You may forget or you don't do it as much. Just do it right then. It's a beautiful thing two believers can do together is commune with the holy God. We have the opportunity to do that. So again, loved ones, friends, what healing do they need? And there is a message here, I believe, for us to hear on healing today. Uh, can I tell you some irony? The great theologian Alanis Morissette talked about uh, all things ironic, but I want to tell you an ironic thing. I never, ever, ever read the King James Version, and that's no offense to anybody that does. I can't, my brain, the MRI report said it, Brantley, it's unremarkable. There's nothing remarkable there. It really did say those words, and I had to Google it, and it means that that's a good thing, but I was like, unremarkable? I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on now. But it said it in the report, so if you ever need a proof that my brain is unremarkable, I have medical documentation, right? But as we do that, I, I just can't, I can't read the King James Version. I'm much more of a, I read the SV, I teach from that, the message is right up my alley. Uh, and so when I read the King James, all the thous and theirs and all that stuff, it just gets me. But I told you I had a Bell's Palsy episode, right? Do you know what the King James Version says every time he talks about paralyzed? says the word palsy. I don't think I wasn't supposed to teach this passage this week. It's there, right? It's in the thing. But I want you to go back. It says it reported that he was at home, all right? This is a guy who had just taught with authority like no one had ever heard. The Sermon on the Mount. It said that people were walking away amazed and saying, we've never heard anything like this. He teaches as one of authority. In fact, if you want to know what really made the religious people mad, there was even mummering around the crowd. 
He doesn't teach like the scribes and Pharisees. And then he added dot, dot, dot. Teaches as one with some kind of authority that they don't have, right? So it made them mad. But you got, he goes from the Sermon on the Mount. If you remember, he comes down the hill. Anybody remember who's waiting on him? It was someone needing to be healed, touched. It was a leper. The leper was there. He touches him, the unclean person that's not supposed to be touched. The clean one, the holy one, touches him, heals him in front of everybody. So you had the leper. You had the centurion servant. And then there's a section where Jesus heals many people, demonic spirits cast out, calms a literal storm. Word has to be getting around. We were on a boat. The, the boat was being swamped, the word says. And Jesus gets up, guys, and this is what he says to the sea. Stop. And it stopped. You go from there to then the two demonics that were thrown out into the herd of pigs. Don't tell me there weren't crowds gathered around. People said, Jesus is at home. He's back in town. He's over at Peter's house. Let me tell you, you want to get a crowd, start teaching with authority as if you are God. You've healed all these people. Calm a storm. It's going to gather a crowd, right? So all of these people gather around so much so that they could not get near the door. I shared it this morning on our church's social media page. If you hadn't got to see it, go back and watch it. There's a free app that you can watch the show called The Chosen. The Chosen scene of this is beautiful where Jesus heals this paralytic man. In fact, I watched it in the middle of this. I cried. I do every time I watch the scene. It's beautiful. Go back and watch it if you can. But Jesus is preaching, and while he's preaching, I'm sure he knows it, the fact that he's Jesus. A paralytic is on the way to see him. Four determined friends, I want you to imagine the scene. You're there. You're crowded in. You're pressed in. You're listening to Jesus. He's teaching again with authority as if you've never heard before. And then all of a sudden, there's commotion. There's this rustling around up top. I can imagine the homeowners not being too happy. Wait a minute, man. That's, that's my roof. Like, leave my roof alone, right? I think the chosen even kind of had somebody say that out there. Like, that's my roof. But I want you to picture there's a central figure in our story. He's the central figure of our story. Jesus, as he's standing there, knowing that this is about to take place, knowing that the scribes and Pharisees are going to be asking the question by what authority do you teach who, who do you have the right and knowing that jesus was about to say not only this but i forgive your sins that people were going to begin to question that this activity was going to march him to a cross for you and i for redemption he knows what's about to unfold so i picture jesus watching this man seeing the beautiful faith of four people lowering down a friend in need and taking them to jesus at all costs even if it costs them to have to pay for the roof to do whatever we're taking this guy to jesus that's all we know to do that's the only hope we have is to take him and i can picture jesus smiling there watching this beautiful just thing of faith i mean because here's the deal listen guys there was a chance. There had to be in their mind. We could do all of this. We could take him. We could go through the crowds. It's not maybe that Jesus couldn't do it. Maybe he won't do it. We're going to tear this roof apart. We're going to lower him down. In our faith, we're putting everything here. we got nothing left. Some of you need to do that this morning. You've tried every other thing except going to Jesus. They were determined hell or high water. They were carrying their friend to Jesus. And this morning you say, well, Keith, that's all fine and good, but I'm not a paralytic, though. Really? Let me give you the definition of paralysis. 
the loss of the ability to move, listen, or feel anything. Don't tell me we don't have some emotional paralytics out here this morning. Don't tell me we don't have some spiritual paralytics out here this morning. What I mean by that, you may be able to move and operate through life, but you hadn't felt something in a while. Maybe it feels empty. Maybe it feels everybody's checked out. Maybe it feels like nobody cares. Spiritual paralysis. The loss of the ability to feel anything. And by the way, listen to this. You have the choice. You get to choose and listen to me. No choice is a choice. If you're not going to choose Jesus, you have chosen to go the other way. You are either with him or against him. The word is pretty clear about that. And so there is a choice. So if you've been here, you're choosing, even though you've heard the truth, to walk in your own way. Spiritual paralytic. Verse 4, it says, they could not get near him. They removed the roof, determined to get them to Jesus. Can I have your attention this morning? You say, I don't have a friend like that. Can you look at me this morning? I ain't much, but I'm standing up here and I'm trying to carry you to Jesus. I want you to look around this parking lot. You say, well, man, that ain't much. These people over here that serve drinks every week. There's people that dip ranch dressing every week. There's people that scoop food every week. There's churches that bring care packages. There's restaurants that see your story. Say, we want to give the food. Don't tell me you ain't got nobody trying to carry you to Jesus. That's why they do it. I'll tell you, listen. You, I hopefully, I pray to God. I know there's new people here that don't know my heart. You'll have to trust me. I, I hope. The folks out here know my heart. We've been doing this now as a church probably 12, 13 years, 7 years this way. I've never taken a dime. This ain't a job to me. It's a passion. I do this to carry people to Jesus because he's the only way. You can do it your way if you want to, but it's going to land in separation from him. I'm telling you the only way for life abundant here and life eternal is through the man Jesus Christ. And I'm trying to carry you there. But you got to go with me. Listen, the paralytic had to say, I'm willing. Hook me up. Lower me down. I mean, think about it. We never think. We, the four friends didn't just kidnap him, I don't think. They said, I think there's a way. We're hearing about a guy that talks to the sea and the winds, and they obey him. They listen. They stop. The storm was raging, and this guy said, stop, and it stopped. He teaches like he's God himself. He, he healed a leper. He, I saw the spots leaving. Let's take you to Jesus. There's testimony and testimony and testimony out here of how Jesus has healed paralysis in people's life. Maybe not physical, maybe so, but I'm telling you, that is the right place to carry you. It is the best we can do. And let me tell you this this morning. Don't by the lie of the enemy that says you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, you were created for it. What Satan and Eden took away from you, Christ brings back. Redemption. Stole it from you. Eden and Satan stole it from you. You were created for perfection and relationship, a cool afternoon walk with God. That's what you were created for. You will never have to deal with death, with sin, with sickness, with hurting. Any of that stuff is from the enemy. It was never a part of the plan. 
sin enters the picture and all of this stuff happens. It's our own choosing, our own way. We still love to do that. But Jesus' way is redemption of buying us back out of the pit of hell and putting us in to the very presence of God as sons and daughters. That's the gospel. That's carrying somebody to Jesus. So everyone here, that is why they're doing because you were created for it. Again, I want you to imagine watching Jesus see this unfold. And can I have a, a, a serious moment here, but yet also something I kind of find a humorous? They're bringing this guy. Why? Because he can't walk, right? They open the roof. They lay him down, and they're bringing him. And listen to what Jesus says. He doesn't say, get up and walk. That's not what he says first. You see, because there was a more important matter that was going on, what did he say? He said, your sins are forgiven. I see the faith that you have, and it's beautiful. Your friend's faith of bringing you here, your faith of being lowered down, your faith of knowing that I'm the only answer, your sins are forgiven. The beauty is the passage is the same today. Faith. I believe. Without seeing, I believe. I believe that, Jesus, you are the way. That is the faith that we are called to have. And so as we see that, but I, I just think about the friend saying this, but hold, hold, wait a minute, we, we didn't bring him for that, right? We, we, the sin thing, that, that's cool, but you, you realize he can't walk. Jesus is saying, that's important, but this is the most important thing. Faith in me, faith in Christ, faith in who I am and what I'm going to do, and for us, what he's already done. And so Jesus is watching this unfold and knew that forgiveness was much more valuable than the walking. First things first. And the bridge to that is the same today. All it takes is faith. So the good news is for the friend out here this morning, if you're new, you've, you, you've never heard me say this. If you're old hat around here, you've heard me say it a million times. It doesn't matter what you've done, what you're doing, or what you will do. You play no bearing in the situation. All you bring to the table is faith. It's about what he's done. So if you say, I'm not good enough, I can't measure up, you're right. Say, I've done too much, I've sinned too much, you're right. But the grace of Jesus is sufficient. That's where it's at. It's not about what you've done. It's about what's been finished. Anybody tracking with me on that? I know Jimmy is. It's about what's been finished. The most beautiful word spoken in all of Scripture that we got to take. Even those of us that know Him, that walk in that way of feeling guilt and shame and I'm not measuring up. It is finished. I mean, it's done. It's paid for. You accept that in faith. You are in relationship with Christ. I'll say this in closing today. That bridge is the same today. I said that faith. Listen to what Jesus says. And I believe he wants to speak it to some of us today. Pick up your bed and go home. The rest of scripture says, and he arose. The full crowd there that day pressed in so much that they had to go to the just nth degree to tear up a roof and drop this man in and the man's laying there there's pharisees there's scribes you're forgiven sins nobody can do this but god and all of this thing of jesus saying i'm the messiah yeah you're right i am god but then says get up pick up your mat to a guy that obviously has been lowered down that can't walk pick up your mat and go and he arose you picture the scene what if Somebody in this crowd today comes in with emotional, physical, mental, addiction, spiritual paralysis. 
And today is your day to hear the Son of God pick up your bed and go home. And you rise and you go. I can't tell you what it takes to get there except through a step of faith and trust. I want to remind you of my anthem yet. He has not given up on us yet. But I want to say this, what comes in mind when I say that, some of you have given up on yourselves. Some of you have given up on Christ, and I'm telling you today, He's not done with you yet. He's not finished yet. And here's how I know it. This is deep. This is from an unremarkable brain. You better listen up. Here's how I know He's not finished. You're still breathing, aren't you? You're still here. you still got a pulse. You've been fed today, right? Good food, man. Maya Mexican restaurant, but that's not even from Marco. He's a great guy. That's provision from the Father. He's not finished with you. There's more for you to do. There's more for me to do. I know one thing for everybody. I can't tell your individual calling, but I do know this. You are called into relationship with Christ, every last one of you. We'll try to carry you, but you got to be willing to be lowered down on that rope. I'm here. Here I am. I'm going to Jesus. Will you pray with me this morning? Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit is leading people to be willing to be carried to Jesus this morning. That's what we've tried to do with the Word. That's what we've tried to do with cheese dip. That's what we've tried to do with coffee, supplies here in a minute, care packages from Crossbridge. Father, all of these things in an attempt to carry people to Jesus. That's all we have, but the beauty is that's all we need. And so, Jesus, we thank you for that. We thank you you're not finished with us yet. We thank you we have purpose, and that purpose is relationship with you. So, Father, your word's been spoken today, not mine. I pray that if someone is here, how we started out, that doesn't know you today, today is the day of salvation. If we do, may this message of faith, encouragement, challenge to carry not only uh, ourselves, uh, being allowed to carry uh, when we can't carry ourselves or the the model of just if we have a friend or loved one that we too are so determined that if it means taking the roof off we'll lower somebody down to Jesus whatever it takes Jesus and all these things have your way in this place this morning we love you again thank you for all of our friends that visited today their sweet spirit their heart for being here we love you we thank you and we need you we pray it in Jesus name amen Amen.